Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. We are going to dive in with some like juicy life updates. I know a lot of people have been asking about Jessica's dating life. Um, and we also haven't recorded an episode in, I don't know, like a month or two. So mm-hmm. we uh, appreciate you guys' patience with us and not producing content at the level that we once were. <laughs> um But, you know, it's fine. We're kind of taking advantage of not having any brand deals to work with right now. And so we're just kind of getting to do our thing and we make the time for it when we can. But life's fucking busy. So we appreciate you guys still being here and listening to us. Yes, I know. Things have just been so different, like especially since you moved. I feel like it's like really just coordinating our recordings and then also just being at like different stages in our life. Like, it's mm-hmm. not as easy to, like, sit down and get this done on a weekly basis, so. No, I mean, we think back, we did start this during COVID when, like, the world was at, like, a halt. So, like, it, we started it at a very prime time where we had a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> and now the world's back up and running, so it's harder to maintain it, that's for sure. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, I know people want to know about the love life situation that I've been posting about, but you know what? Bitches, I'm saving that for the end of this. So y'all have to listen to all the other updates in order to get the goods. Because I know if I talk about it right now, y'all listen to that and then probably hop off. So (laughs) I love it. Maybe I'll put it in the middle. Who knows? (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. So we will not start there. What should we start with? I guess I could start with some like business life updates. I did have what feels like an exciting kind of milestone with Cactus & Co., the indoor plant store that I own. I paid myself for the first fucking time since taking over the business. Um, Yeah, I did this like financial boot camp, which really kind of encouraged me to start paying myself earlier than I thought that I could like afford to. Just because of the fact that most businesses will be like, oh, I'll pay myself when I hit X milestone or make X amount of money. And then you just have never really budgeted for paying yourself. It's like the money isn't there, although you think you'll hit some milestone where it will be there. So I just was like, I'm going to start paying myself on a consistent basis. And fuck yeah, I was so happy when I did. So I think that's something that people don't talk about enough, though, is like small business owners, like they don't share the back end details like that, that like a lot of them aren't paying themselves. Like you're yeah. always, like you're doing everything for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think and it, I love it and like that's why you're doing it. But that's hard to do that much work for without getting a fucking paycheck. Yeah. Well, and also just I think like having a small business, like there's so many costs associated with it. Like I've wanted to expand the product lines that we're carrying. So a lot of the money that we make is going back into the business or I have payroll expenses and it it is just expensive. But then you kind of feel like, oh, I'm not successful or I'm failing. Like I'm not paying myself. Like I haven't even really wanted to tell many people that. So yeah, I really do think the financial boot camp that I did was super beneficial for our business. And actually what's cool is I have the opportunity to apply for a grant now for the business, which is money that you can get that you don't have to pay back like a small business loan or something like that. Um, So that'll be kind of cool. We're going through the grant application process right now. Um, 
yeah. And we had our best month ever in February for the plant store. So that was like really exciting. Oh, shit. That's super exciting. Congrats. Thanks. And you guys also did like tons of events recently. What were some of the events that you guys had? Yeah, so we did um, a DIY macrame class um, with a local macrame maker. We hosted our first one this last week on Saturday, and we have another one coming up at the end of the month. That was awesome. Um, I've been trying to figure out like what sort of classes I want to offer, and we also have like a really small space, so it's been hard to figure out what sort of classes I can offer in a small space. So yeah, that was like the first step and it went good. And then we also participated in, so Camano Island does something called the Glass Quest, which is like very probably weird for like outsiders. <laughs> and it's also just kind of like a funny thing. So basically we work with a local art studio who makes these like beautiful glass blown balls and the businesses participate in basically these little like clue balls get hidden all throughout the community through local businesses, through parks and stuff like that. And for this 10 day event, people go out searching for these little clue balls. And if they find a clue ball, they get to exchange it for a glass ball. And so we did this at our store, which was really cool because we had so much foot traffic through the store, which I think definitely accounts for us having like our best month ever. Um, But yeah, it was fun. It was unique. It's different. Like people are showing up at your business. Like, is there a ball hidden in here? Like just kind of like a weird thing, but it was definitely really fun. See, this is confirmation for me that you are the right person for this shop because back when I was managing this shop before you owned it, they were like, do you want to be part of Glass Quest? And I was like, have to deal with more people? No fucking thing. <laughs> I'm not signing myself up for that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. here you are with the small business mindset where you're like, that could increase foot traffic. And then you have your best month ever with purchases. So like, obviously you knew that what to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I totally get that. It's funny because there are t- moments where I'm like, I understand why Jessica used to get so frustrated by this. Like, <laughs> Just like people have their ideas and I'm like, I fuck. Yeah, cool. I appreciate and love your idea. But do you realize that 80 other things that I'm doing to manage this business on my own and I'm not getting paid like that type <laughs> of stuff. And I know before like it was just kind of like a side priority for you. But yeah, it was cool because a lot of people were like, oh, I didn't even know you guys were here or I've just never had a reason to come up to your store. And then they walk around as they search for these clue balls and they see all of the inventory that you have and the types of things that you carry. So I think it just is hopefully going to pay off down the road for us too. Good. Love it. I'm glad to hear that it went so well. Yeah. I know. It's funny. I remember when we moved out to Kamano Island being like, what the fuck is this glass quest thing? <laughs> like just thinking it was like so weird. Um, but yeah, no, we participated. So. All right. Um, I guess I'll share first with people um, an update on my doctor's appointment that I had, because I know I mentioned on my Instagram stories that I would talk about it on here and I haven't yet. <laughs> it's been like a month since my appointment. So um, I just wanted to go into a little detail. I found a doctor out here in the Phoenix area that is familiar with Lyme and mold and mast cell and all of those things. Scheduled with him, um, went and saw him about a month ago, and he was absolutely great. 
I'm not going to say his name on here, but if you are somebody who's dealing with it and you want a recommendation, please message me on my Instagram and I will be glad to give it out. But he was great. He The way that his mind worked was like the most incredible thing to me. I, I can't even like explain it, but like, okay, well, first off, my number one pet peeve, and I know a lot of people will be able to agree with this, my number one pet peeve about a doctor's office is you have to complete the new patient paperwork where you tell them like everything about your life and then you go into your appointment and they're like, so tell me about what you're dealing with. And you're like, did you not read any of my fucking paperwork that I took like 25 minutes to fill out? Like, was that the whole point? Yeah. <laughs> like that's happened to me so many times. And when I walked into this appointment, he had already read everything and he was basically like, I see that you're dealing with this, 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 and this. Like, I really want you to tell me more, like more in depth about like the timeline of everything. And then I'll let you know, like where I think we should go from here. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, this is great. Yeah. You already have a game plan for me. You've already read my entire history. Like, this is so comforting that I'm not wasting my fucking time for like the first half hour of this appointment. So that was really awesome. Um, Basically came to – he came to the conclusion with me, which this is very good news. He seems to think that the three tick-borne infections that I have are in remission. Oh, wow. Which is exciting. I don't know. obviously not really good ways to test that. So it's like basically based off of symptoms. (laughs) Um, But he says that he does not think that those are my problem right now and he thinks that they're – like they're, they'll always be there. They can go, but they go into remission. So like that was very exciting news because I've never had anybody say that to me since I got diagnosed in 2018. So yeah. Um, however, I have some other issues going on, of course, because they, you know, domino effect created other shit for me. So obviously mast cell is still a thing I'm dealing with sometimes. He does think that I am highly sensitive to mold, which is no surprise to me because of yeah. how many times molds affected me. Um, he did test me for celiac, which is basically the really bad form of being allergic to gluten because um, I was told I was gluten intolerant in 2018, but celiac is like way beyond that, and he thinks it could be a potential. So I don't know the result on that yet. We'll see. And then the other big thing that he did mention that a lot of people will – know the term as soon as I say it is he thinks uh, there's a possibility I might have hypermobile EDS, which is Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is a very also another common thing that people with Lyme tend to have, which is basically like the cartilage and collagen in your joints um, disintegrates, which tick-borne infections attack that. And that's why people end up having it is because like the tick-borne infections disintegrate it and then you end up with this, which would explain a lot because like exercise has been really, really hard. I have my hips always like popping and making these horrific noises that sound like my bones are snapping. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's some some things that I have to figure out on that front. And there's like a whole other list of symptoms that I can cause, of course. But yeah, so that's kind of my update with that. I'm just, I'm not doing any like major treatment or anything right now. Um just like a few supplements. He, I'm still on like the low dose naltrexone for chronic pain, which has been great. He started me on um, fluconazole for um, candida, 
which candida is something that you can get a lot of, like if with Lyme and stuff. Um, we're not sure if it's a problem, but he thinks it could be. I know I've heard that word before. Yeah, candida is like what causes yeast infections, not only like the downstairs woman yeast infections, but like also like if your tongue is like white and fuzzy, that can be like an overgrowth of candida and candida causes a lot of gut issues. Mm. My like main symptoms are gut issues right now. So like that's why he thinks that it could be like candida in my gut that's like fucking me up. Especially if you like have been celiac for like this long and like have just Mm -hmm. kind of been like, oh, I'm a little bit intolerant to this. Exactly. Right. Because I still splurge on gluten every now and then. And sometimes I'm okay. Most of the time I feel like shit from it, but it's delicious. And so I still do it. (laughs) Bad, bad, Jessica. Uh, He also thinks I have chronic leaky gut syndrome, which does not surprise me. Basically, that's why he's starting to go down the celiac path because – um. If you have celiac, like that really fucks up your gut and like can break down the lining of your gut, which can give you leaky gut syndrome. And if you have a chronic version, basically means you need to be really fucking careful because you're really susceptible to not being able to hear it, heal it properly, which will always like basically just give you gut issues for life, right? Yeah. So I'm on some supplements and stuff. He put me on a peptide to help with the gut issues. Not sure if that's helping yet. Can't tell. And the one thing I love the most about this doctor, too, is their office has, like, everything inside of it. They've got infrared sauna. They've got the um, hyperbaric chamber. They've got the uh, foot baths. If some people know what those are. Some people don't. Um, I've never done one yet, but I really want to. They've got all the ozone therapies and even the rectal ones. We talked Remember about we talked that. about that with yeah. Maggie on here? Yeah. Yeah. They got that there. Um. Yeah, they just got like all of the treatments that I've wanted to or have tried over the years at their clinic. So if I need them, I have them. And yeah, I'm just very, very happy with my choice. And I did make an entire spreadsheet too of all of the doctors that I found in this area and the pricing and their locations. So if you are somebody dealing with chronic illness in the Phoenix area and you want that information, I will share it with you. Yeah, you would. Um, I did want (laughs) to ask just a question because maybe somebody is like looking for a naturopathic doctor or a doctor who can treat them for this symptom, these symptoms. How did you go about finding this doctor? So I just did Google search and I typed in naturopathic doctor Lyme disease or naturopathic doctor mold toxicity, or naturopathic doctor mast cell. Okay. Because most of the time, if they're familiar with those things, they will state it on their website. So when you do a Google search, it will pull up their website because they have those words mentioned on there. So that's how I found this doctor is he had all of those things listed. Um, One thing I do want to note, though, if you are in the Phoenix area looking for a doctor – according to my research and what I found out is that insurance in Arizona does not cover naturopathic doctors. So that's something to think of. None of these doctors take insurance, which is shitty, but. I feel like that seems pretty common for like naturopathic. Well, Washington, they took insurance. Okay. Yeah. Some of the treatments, like a lot of the treatments aren't covered, but the actual patient visits with naturopathic doctors in Washington were most of the time covered. Okay. Yeah. 
gosh, that sucks. So then it's just all out of pocket. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, side note, these are not Lyme doctors. These are just naturopathic doctors who are familiar with Lyme disease. Yeah. So if you're somebody that really needs, like, full-on Lyme treatment, then you might need, like, an actual Lyme doctor, which yes. those are totally different. So just which It's sure like an LLMD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Lime literate MD. Yep. Yep. Haley's learned so much over the years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and also we did talk a little bit more about Eller-Danlos syndrome with Gigi Robinson in the interview that we did with her too. Um, and really just thinking about like the ankle issues that you used to have, like when you were playing tennis, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. like this might make a little bit more sense. But then I think to like Oh, so you must have had these tick-borne illnesses for, like, a long time. But it probably can help you start to piece together the full story because you've never really known when you got it. Nope, so. just kind of going with probably from birth at this point because yeah. <laughs> your mom gave it to you. I don't know fucking idea. <laughs> no clue. Yeah. Well, that's a good update. Um, my other new update, I guess, by the time this episode Errors. Dustin will have put in his notice at his current job and he will be starting a new job, which is going to be just like kind of a big transition for us, but it's also very exciting. He'll be working like in an office. Like me and the dog are just going to miss him on a day to day basis. Oh. I feel bad for waffles. I feel so bad for her. Um, but like a really cool opportunity for Dustin. So that's like some other exciting stuff happening. Is he going to be like hybrid, like part at home, part in office, or is he fully in office? I think it'll be like fully in office at least. That's going to be a huge transition. Yeah. Like he, it might be like four days a week, but he's not really sure. Um, So he'll have to like feel it out. And yeah, it'll be a big transition for us though, just because he has been working from home since 2020, like literally. But his, current job like he would have to start traveling more anyways so I feel like it kind of works out so how is how is he feeling about that like is he I mean obviously he's excited he wanted this job but yeah like about going into work every day and having to be around that many people again I I think I would be so overwhelmed (laughs) I know he's like fine with it I think he's like just more excited about it than anything because I'm like god I'd be so anxious for this like upcoming change and he's like just content with it, you know? So I don't know. I, I'd be having to do a coffee and a enema every single fucking morning in order to get myself to be extroverted oh enough for an in-office five days a week job ever again in my life. I don't think I'll ever get to that point again. I know. Well, I guess I kind of have to do that now. Like I am going to like work retail shifts like four to five days a week. Yeah. I go home back to Washington to visit and have to go into the office for like three days. And that is like overwhelming to me now. I'm like, guys, there's too many of us in this one little room. <laughs> yeah, at least like when I'm working, I'm working by myself and then it's just the customers that come in. So I still have that like comfort of like being alone sometimes. Yeah, you still get some alone time. But then also I don't know if I would trade customers for coworkers because customers can definitely be worse sometimes. <laughs> oh man um exciting yeah you wanted to talk a little bit about micro dosing is this something you're still doing yeah so somebody asked for an update 
of microdosing, which we did a whole episode on me starting microdosing, or maybe I was a little bit into it when we did the episode. I don't remember. Um, But you can go back and listen to that if you are interested in microdosing. I don't have a huge update on it right now. I'm still doing it, just not like on a super specific schedule. I just kind of do it whenever the hell I feel like it. Um, I did recently learn, though, that the psilocybin can kind of like go bad after about a year, which I didn't really think about. It's been kept in an airtight container, but I haven't like froze them or anything. I should have put them in the freezer. I'm a fucking idiot. I didn't even think about it. They've just been in like an airtight container in my fucking cupboard for a year now. (laughs) Um, So I guess – like after 12 months, they can kind of be questionable if they even like produce the psychoactive effects. So, and I, because I take microdoses, you don't know. How do I really know exactly if it's still at its full capabilities, right? So I decided I need to do some shrooms here soon. And either to I'm going to get it real out. sick and I'm going to throw up or <laughs> I'm going to have a trip. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Because I need to know. Like, I don't want to just throw them away and assume that they're not. You know what yeah. I mean? But, like, just taking a microdose, I wouldn't know. So I have to take take some here soon and see what happens. You'll have to keep me updated. I'll need to know. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, if they are bad, I really need to find somebody in the Phoenix area to get some from. And I don't even know where to start. So I'm like, oh, fuck. That's, I like, know. a whole thing in itself. So. Maybe at the Cava Bar. <laughs> Honestly, like, that'd be the perfect know. place. That'd be the perfect place to ask, as somebody there does. Most people there probably do shrooms. Yeah, for sure. But um, me and my friend who lives here, Destiny, we did actually talk about wanting to do a shroom trip together soon, either at one of our places or like go like rent a cute little place in Sedona and like just do it together, like just us two. Because we've gotten like very close and very comfortable with each other and we're super interested in that stuff and we don't really want to like pay to go to a ceremony to do a shroom trip because we both need our money. So we're like, we're both comfortable with each other. Why not try it out and just like do it ourselves? Do it together. So that might be happening in the near future. I'm kind of excited about it. That'll be fun. It'll be really Good. fun. Good. So yeah, that's my microdosing update. Not a huge update, but. Nice. Well, only other updates we have are like TV shows we've been watching. Mm-hmm. New season of Sex Life came out, which I got through really quick. Did Can you I see something really funny? What? Okay. So I was dog sitting when this came out. So I was at my friend's house and I saw that it came out and I screenshotted it. I posted it to my Instagram story. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on, actually. I have to pull this up because I'm going to say it incorrectly. And this, like, was so funny to me. So I put up an Instagram story that I was watching it. (laughs) And I got a message from this girl (laughs) in response to it. I was a picture of the screen, and it said, here we go again. She responded, you are fucking killing me. Who hurt you a thousand times over again? What? And I said, what? With a question mark, LOL. Because I'm like, I don't know if you're being mean or if you're like, I don't know what this message is supposed to be. I know. I don't really get it either. 
And she says, LOL, your stories, who hurt you? LOL. And I'm like, I'm- LOL. I I said, I'm not sure how watching Sex Life on Netflix is any part of that, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) And then she responds, in quotations, here we go again, because I put that on the Instagram story. And she goes, LOL, you've watched it before. It's a toxic, it's a toxic show on love. And I saw your previous Instagram stories. Oh. And I responded and I said, season two just came out. Bitch, I'm not re-watching season one because I'm heartbroken. Yeah. But also, like, even if I was, like, who the well, fuck cares? I mean, I love that show. Like, and I didn't just go through, like, a heartbreak. Like, the show is just so captivating. Yeah. But so yeah. I was like, season two just came out, LMAO. And then I said, damn, girl. Because I'm like, why are you fucking attacking me right now? Like, <laughs> and then she said, we worried about you with a laugh face. And I was like, okay, I don't Excuse know what this, where this is coming from. So I was like, I can't tell if you're annoyed by me, question mark. And then she said, if I was annoyed, I wouldn't watch your feed with like a wink face and I was like all right but I was just like damn people like I can't even fucking watch tv without y'all judging me out here like Jesus Christ yeah okay so did you I got through it you got through it I know so quick there was only like six episodes I know but also I also texted um Destiny to let her know season two was out and I was like if I don't see a big schlong in this season I'm going to be pissed. Well, there is and I one. almost thought I wasn't going to see one. I know. I, I feel like thought. it's like the last episode and it's not even who's you would think you would see. I even who I wanted to see. But, <laughs> but I was like, all right, I'll give you a pass, Sex Life, because you it's, at least put it out there. But. Yeah. No, it's funny because I feel like watching that show just makes me horny. Like, I just like, <laughs> I'm like, Dustin, I'm probably going to be horny. <laughs> like, and I'm definitely, it's because of the show. Like, to be honest. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Okay, I will say, though, the part, okay, spoiler alert if you guys haven't watched it. I'm sorry, but we have. So we're going to talk about it. The part where she is standing in the kitchen of her old house with Cooper I think it was after – no, I don't, okay, I don't remember the exact timing of it. But they were standing in the kitchen. They were talking to each other. And Cooper was like, I understand now like that you are my one love, but I'm not yours or says something like that. I was like, oh, like that hit hard. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, so many people go through that. Like they're so in love with somebody, but then that person's so in love with someone else. Like not to say that they don't still – like that she didn't love Cooper at all because she obviously did. But like he was like, you are my person, but like I'm not yours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so sad. Cooper. I know. that The season didn't really go how I thought that it would have. No, not at all. Because season one, they left us like her showing up at Brad's apartment. Actually, I was fucking pissed like the first 15 minutes. Yeah, I was like, this is, nope, this is not how the storyline's supposed to be going. What the actual fuck? She's supposed to be having really hot sex with her <laughs> ex-boyfriend right now. 
Yeah. I was so pissed. I was like, don't make me turn this fucking show off. All right. Give me some fucking hope here. It was still really good. I loved it. Definitely recommend. Highly recommend. Um, Yeah. It does make you a little horny though. So (laughs) just beware. (laughs) Um, Also Vanderpump Rules we've been watching. Which this is like a really hot topic on the internet right now because there's it's so everywhere like crazy drama. So there's the drama is like not really it hasn't happened in the first three episodes. And honestly, when I first heard about like the drama, I was like, this is definitely like promotion for the show. Like that's kind of what I was thinking. And now I'm just not really sure. Like I don't know. There's so many conspiracies out about it, and I just. I don't understand it. It's just, it's overwhelming. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to think. I will say that this season has made me a Lala fan. I didn't, I never, I didn't not like her before, but she was very, very like loud and opinionated. And I don't usually like girls like that. But with for her standing up for her friends in this season and like getting mad at them for not standing up for her, I'm like, okay. I love Lala now. Like, well, you are a badass bitch. Yeah. She went through some crazy shit. And also, I do love – there is, like, one episode where she goes on, like, a double date. And they're like, are you drinking? And she's like, no, I'm, like, a sober bitch. She's like, I'll burn this place down if I have a drink. I just – I love the representation. She's, like, drinking then, Diet Coke. And then that same date when the guy asked her again, so are you guys going to go out drinking? And she was like – does he not fucking listen? <laughs> Seriously. Dying. Yeah. I was like, classic. She tells you that she doesn't drink and you're just like, boop, over your yeah. head. I'm Did sure a lot of people that? who are like dating sober can relate with that. I bet that's happened to so many people. But oh my God. But yeah, I like how she's very, very upfront about not drinking and talks about it a lot. And I like that because she really is doing a great job representing yeah. each other. Well, and then you see the other side of the spectrum of somebody like James who had quit drinking and now he's like kind of introducing alcohol yeah. back into his life, which I think a lot of people think about once they quit drinking. So I feel like you kind of get like the two different perspectives going on and they're both going through hard shit like Lala went through obviously some crazy shit like getting, I don't know, I think she was married. Mm-hmm. Um, but like getting a divorce, like finding out all of this shit about her, like ex and Did her baby daddy. What? Did you read up on what happened? Uh, well, I had kind of seen a little bit. I didn't read like too far into it. I don't know like where things have really ended. For but, like, him. You know, like what he did, like you know, well, what he did. that he basically like was having relationships with other girls and then was like running some like casting couch or something. Yeah, casting couch as in basically he was recruiting women who wanted to be actresses and he was having them come to probably a hotel room to sleep to with him? do a interview and the interview was basically he was like if you give me a blowjob I'll give you a job. Oh. So that's what the casting couch. And I think casting couch is like a reference to like porn because they have like casting couch porn videos. Yeah. Where you have well, to that's what I was wondering. Show. Was he like recording porn? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't I, know. I, I never saw anything of that. So I don't I don't know. If, like 
but he was in a relationship. Like he had he was Lala. married and had a baby with yes. Lala. Yes. And was doing this shit and she had no idea about it. Shady so. shit. And now there has been some like drama about some potentially shady shit between Tom Sandoval and Raquel. Mind blown because I was not expecting this. Well, so what I heard is that there was a video found on Tom's phone of Raquel finger banging herself. This is, is what I what heard it was? was. I heard she sent a, like a spicy video, but I didn't hear what she was doing. Well, it. that's that's what I've picked up from like the TikTok videos and stuff that I've seen. Oh Which is crazy. God. But then I just saw another video today that was like they actually are trying to be together, like Tom and Raquel. Like after all this shit like blew up, like Ariana found out. Ariana was hooking up with Tom Sandoval behind Kristen's back. Like that's how they started. So it's just kind of very interesting that shit blew up the way that it did. I do want to say back in the early Vanderpump days when that whole scandal happened with Tom Sandoval cheating on Kristen with Ariana. And Kristen was obviously not at a good place in her life at that time, drinking very heavily. And like that obviously hurt her and Ariana's relationship big time. I will say I have seen that Kristen is apparently there for Ariana right now through this. And I think that that like is fucking awesome. Yeah. The fact that like – you're like, I know that you did this shit to me back in the day, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to be here for you while you're going through it. Like, I just yeah. feel like that takes a strong fucking woman to be able to, like, that's in the past. Like, you're hurting now. I'll be there for you. And that, yeah. that kind of gave me, like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, good job, Kristen. Like, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it definitely does. Well, and one thing I thought about, too, was – like, I know Ariana has, like, all of these insecurities and, like, body image issues. Like, she's definitely talked about that stuff on the show before. So I just couldn't imagine coming across something like that on your partner's phone and just, like, all of the insecurities that then that would bring up. And then dating moving forward, like, it just – it would be nuts. Well, and if you're watching the season two, you will see how much Ariana – truly liked Raquel and like actually was advocating for her in her singleness and was like you know very like promoting her and like trying to be there for her through it and so it's just really fucked up that yeah Raquel would do that behind Ariana's back and Raquel's always had like the nice girl image so (laughs) I'm I'm very curious to see how everything unfolds and like what like, if she'll make a statement about it and, yeah. Did you see uh, Lala's Instagram story about her PR strategy? PR <laughs> yeah. Lala's like, I feel like I should get a percentage of that because I'm the one who told everyone she was dumb. Yeah. I know. It's all just, like, so <laughs> fucked up, so sad, very crazy. It's fucked up, but at the same time, I try to remind myself, like, they are reality TV stars. So I truly don't know what of this is actually true. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly what this was planned. Yeah. And it's hard to even like at first for me to even like get into the drama and to like even care to see anything about it because my mind does automatically go to this is staged. This is for the show. This is just drama. And it got me to watch the first three episodes of Vanderpump Rules, I'll tell you that. So Yeah. Coincidentally, I started watching it the day before that scandal broke. 
So like I had just caught up and then all of a sudden that was all over everything. And I was like, whoa, that was a weird timing. <laughs> yeah. And we'll probably get to see it play out in the show because there's only been three episodes so far and I guess they're filming. So yeah, apparently, but fuck, I feel so bad for Ariana if that truly, truly went down. So it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Also, men are trash. Side note. <laughs> this is Jessica's new motto, men are trash. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's a part in, okay, I watched Lala's interview with Nick Vial. Did you watch her interview? No, I just have seen like little clips. Well, there's a part in it too where Lala's like, men are trash. And <laughs> Nick's like, uh, not all of us. And she's like, I know, but right now, men are fucking trash. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, sister. Yeah. Well, I feel like that like can segue in to the end of the episode (laughs) of the juicy gossip. Men are trash. (sighs) Men are trash segue into Jessica's dating life where men are still trash. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. A lot of emotions still that I'm experiencing from the whole breakup that you guys have obviously seen me post about on social media. But so I don't want to like go super, super into it because I don't feel like crying tonight. I'm in a good mood. Shit sad. Um, Yeah. But I will say I am fucking devastated. I really thought that he was someone that he was not ultimately. So I feel very blindsided, very fucking hurt, very confused, betrayed, all of those fucking things. (laughs) Um, Ultimately, he was in a dark, deep depression episode when he ended things with me saying that I couldn't be there for him in the way that he needed and also saying that I was extremely insecure and did not trust him because I found pictures on Instagram of other girls that he was liking sexy pictures, not just like pictures. And I questioned him about that and he flew off the fucking handle. So, I mean, I flew off the fucking handle about it, but then he flew off the handle back. So I was not innocent in that situation. I didn't calmly bring it up because I was very pissed. But yeah. anyways, that's how it went down. I do feel like it's pretty fucked up for him just to like give up so quickly like that. He did mention he was like three months into this. It shouldn't be this hard and you shouldn't trust me. And I'm like, every relationship has issues. Every relationship has speed bumps. Like I didn't know there was a fucking timeline on when those are supposed to happen. Well, and you're also building trust in a new relationship. Trust isn't just like readily available, especially like when you have potentially past things in other relationships mm-hmm. that have like made you quote unquote insecure. Like that he that doesn't change the fact that he was doing things that he should not have been doing. Like if you're a man listening to this show, like really, you shouldn't be liking other girls' sexy photos on Instagram. It's just a little bit shady. And I don't know. I mean, I feel like you experience this because you'll post sexy photos on Instagram and you're like, this man is trash. Like, he has a wife. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think that's the hard part about it. And that's the thing I'm going to start doing going forward when someday I do start dating again is I'm going to be very fucking upfront and honest about the boundaries around social media because that was not something I felt like I needed to voice. I thought that that was pretty standard. However, it did get shot back in my face because I do OnlyFans and I post sexy pictures and that was his argument back against me. But I was also like, well, if you had a problem with that, why did you say that you didn't? So yeah, (laughs) that's a whole thing on its own. 
But yeah. like, and I know not like not everybody cares about that shit. Like, there are pe- women out there that can get into relationships. They don't give a fuck what their significant others liking on Instagram. Like, that's cool. That's fine. Personally, I give a fuck. I and I think it's because I post sexy shit and I see the people that like it. That makes me know that there is intention behind it. It, You know, like if you – and it becomes even more obvious when you're not liking your girlfriend's sexy pictures but liking other bitches' sexy pictures. And that's how that all started with him. So – Yeah. Well, and it's like not a good place to be in when you feel like you need to investigate. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like that's like such a shitty position to be in of like – I know something's wrong. Like, I feel like I just need to, like, look. I don't know. I was telling Dustin, like, I feel very thankful that I feel secure in our relationship and I don't feel the need to, like, go hunt for that type of thing because I used to. Like, even I think, like, back early stages, me and Dustin's relationship, like, I remember going through his phone. I remember checking his social media messages. But, like, just now, I... I don't feel any need to do that. And it's because he's helped me feel very like secure in our relationship. Like even today he was like, I just had to unfollow this girl on Facebook. Cause she's like promoting her only fans on her Facebook. And like, it was <laughs> like just sexy photo, like pops up of her in lingerie. And he's like, so I'm like unfollowing her. So what a I good fucking man. Thank you, Dustin yeah. for being the minority. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Um, but one thing I do want to say is I do feel like this whole situation that's happened, I was not perfect in it at all. I have my shit things that I do in relationships. What I have learned is with about myself recently in the last two weeks (laughs) is that every time I've became insecure in a relationship, it's me matching the insecurity energy of my significant other because I felt so safe and secure in this relationship. He started showing signs of insecurity, being insecure about me wanting to be friends with a neighbor across the hall, being insecure about me talking to men at bars when I'd go out, like being insecure about me having a guy best friend. Like he didn't get mad about those things, but he showed insecurity about them over and over not just like a one-time thing I made him feel better and he was okay with it like they kept coming up and when somebody starts to be insecure towards me I start to feel insecure about what they're doing and I talked to my therapist about this a lot I match energy of people and this is a huge problem that I have and I need to figure out how not to fucking do it (laughs) in the future so I'm gonna be working on this with her but like and it's the same thing as like if he was upset about something else or like down about life, I would feel that too. Like I always match energy. So, and I started to think back to like other relationships that I started to feel insecure in. And like my partner was also insecure about certain things. And like, it's almost like this domino effect. As soon as they are insecure about something, then I start to feel insecure about something. And it's just like, I don't want it to be like that. Everybody has insecure moments. Like those, I'm not saying those aren't allowed in relationships because we've all been through shit and like it happens. But I just want to do a better job of protecting myself and my energy and not feeling exactly how they're feeling. Because also yeah. when I start to feel it, I can't give them the re- reassurance and reaction that they need because then all of a sudden I'm feeling the same way they are. You know what I mean? Totally. Well, thank God for therapy because you can come to those conclusions 
better yourself, like your next relationship, like hopefully don't bring those same issues into it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I know you're like very empathetic. So it's like very challenging for you. And even I know you're very similar to Dustin and I'm just thinking about times where like I'm in a bad mood and Dustin's like, okay, you can't like you're putting me in a bad mood. And I'm just like, can't I just be in a fucking bad mood and like it not worry about upsetting you? So like, I don't know. It's funny because yeah, I just think about that. That's exactly what happens to me. I'm like, if you're in a bad mood, then I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. (laughs) Now we're both in shitty moods. This is even worse. (laughs) Yeah. I know it sucks. I do want to share something else actually that I learned in therapy um, especially with you, Haley, because I think that this is going to be really interesting to you because you've known me my whole life. I found something out about my childhood and a certain way that I act now in relationships with men, and it blew my fucking mind. What is it? So I was ta- been talking to my therapist the last few weeks all about how I am in relationships and the things that I want to work on, the things I want to get better on. And one of those things is – I have a hard time calmly communicating what I need because I'm like, I think I'm afraid I won't get taken seriously. Like if I calmly ask for something, and this has happened to me before in relationships where I've calmly asked for something that I need and they're like, okay, or they think it's not a big deal. They're like, sure, whatever. And then they just don't fucking do it. Like they still don't respect it, right? And I've tried that a few times. It's obviously never worked. And something I do now that I've noticed in my past few relationships is when there's something I really need in a relationship, I get so physically and emotionally uncomfortable trying to speak it that I just get mad about it. And I can't just like calmly ask for it. And I've known that this has been an issue, right? And I'm like, why do I do this? Why is this, why is this such a thing for me? Why can't I just chill the fuck out and have a calm conversation? Yeah. Well, what I found out (laughs) – therapy is fucking great, guys. What I found out is that this actually does stem from my relationship with my dad, (laughs) daddy issues. (laughs) (laughs) First off, I want to start this off by saying I love my dad and he is a great man and his nice relationship is great. But when I was younger, my dad coached me in a lot of sports. And often when I would voice what I needed to my dad, he would brush it off or not take it seriously. One exact incident of this was I went to play soccer with your team at a tournament. I didn't even want to play in this tournament. My dad forced me to play in this tournament because my team like wasn't playing at the time because my dad coached my team and Haley's team at this time, by the way, guys. And uh, I went to play in your tournament. I was playing And I was really fucking tired and I kept like running to the sideline asking my dad to take me out that I wanted a break and he wouldn't give me a break. And I ended up rolling my fucking ankle and breaking it. I remember this. And then I was on the sideline and I was swearing at him because I was so fucking mad and he was like just telling me to shut the fuck up and stop swearing at him. (laughs) And that's the incident that I immediately thought back to when she was like, asking me the questions about my childhood. And then there was other incidences of that same thing where I was like, it got to the point with my dad where the only way he would take me seriously is if I would get really fucking pissed about it. 
And it's really funny too, because now when I talk to my dad, he laughs sometimes about like when I was a teenager, I would just get pissed off about everything and he wouldn't be able to talk to me. That's and funny. Like, it's your fault, dad. No, because, well, even thinking about when you do get worked up about things, you do get like very pissed off. Like you get like mm-hmm. more mad than like, I mean, I feel like I, I don't get super heated. So you'll just get very worked up about things. But it is you trying to get your point across. It's not, like, malicious. But also, what's even more interesting is she asked me, she was like, does this show up in any other relationships besides romantic relationships? And I was like, no. Like, it doesn't show up in, like, my friendships. No. This doesn't show up in my relationship with my mom. Like, it's only started with my dad, and now it's all of the male romantic relationships that I've had. Well, I even – I kind of even think about like potentially your brothers even. Well, my oldest brother, no, because he's great. Okay. But the other brother, I have a kind of complicated relationship. Maybe. We'll dive into that. I'll add that to my list for next Okay. Week. Talk about it in therapy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was just like mind blown because I'm like, I had, I had no idea why I do that. And that makes so much sense why I do that. Yeah. I tell you. But it was so cool because she was like, now – when you have those moments, you can think like now you have a reason that that's happening and that can help you like come down from it because you can be like, oh, this is happening because of my fucking inner child, my 10 year old self that wasn't being heard and had to act out like that's yeah. not because of this actual fucking moment. That's the yeah. last moment. I that's so like, cool. Damn. Shout out to your therapist. <laughs> Take my money. Take it all. <laughs> I know it's funny because like sometimes I'll start to feel like, oh, I don't really know what I should talk about in therapy today. And I'm like, I still need to go to therapy because I know I have so much like shit to work through. And then I always get excited because that's when we'll like dive into like my childhood and things like that where I'm like, I don't know what I want to talk about. And she's like, do you want to do some like, like inner child work? And I'm like, sure, let's do it. It's wild. Um, I tell you. Yeah. She's... My therapist is great. I love her. She's doing great, great work out here. Good. And I'm glad you had found her before all this shit went down too because. Seriously. Yeah. You got someone. Yeah. Thank fucking God I was back in therapy before this shit happened. I think that's all my updates. Um, Besides, I'm going to try to become a brilliant painter. Picasso 2.0. Probably not, but. (laughs) I love it. There's probably going to be a lot of them that just say, like, fuck you on them, but they'll be super cute and artistic, so. That's hilarious. I can just see it now. Like, middle fingers, like, it'll be a whole new line. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, for catching up, for waiting till the end for Jessica's dating update. We'll catch you guys next time. See you next time, guys.